May I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Ah, good Samaritan, we meet again. (laughs) It's been three years since we last heard this story read in church, but doesn't it feel like we hear it all the time? This parable has a habit of popping up in the lectionary and feeling old and stale. And the aftertaste we leave church with is something like, yeah, yeah, go and do likewise. Don't be like that horrible priest or the Levite, but go be like good old Sam. Well, you know, one of the preaching resources I use curates sermons and commentaries on the week's passages and they commentaries, they go all the way from the ancient church fathers to a particularly insightful blog post that was posted yesterday. And I've noticed, in particular, looking at these interpretations of the, par- of the parables over time, that with this one in particular, the parable of the Good Samaritan, us modern folks are very interested and finding the new angle on the story or reinterpreting the parable for our times. We will dig into the historical context to learn about what the priest and the Levite were really doing that day. Or we'll declare that we've completely missed the point and that the real problem is that there were robbers on the road. Or we'll deliver fire and brimstone meant to shock and move God's people from complacency to holy action. So, in the interest of full disclosure, all three of those topics were angles that I played with this week as I prepared my sermon. I was desperately searching for that new angle, for the fresh take that was going to make this parable just explode for all of you with enlightenment and meaning. But ultimately, I abandoned that quest. You know, there's so much in our lives that is engineered to shock or enrage or excite us. And even though this story may have done that to Jesus' audience, which it certainly did, it doesn't quite do that to us today. A dying traveler on the side of the road is just the thing that pops up on my Facebook feed between my high school friend's baby news and my college lab partner's lunch at a fancy restaurant. For me, in this go-around with this parable, it gave off a much more quiet and persistent vibe. There was something there that was uncomfortable and also unwavering. It was a sharp and a simple question, one that cuts through the centuries of tradition and commentary and religion and theology, ministry and mission. Are we doing mercy or not? So my friends, three years later, it has become time again to ask this sharp, simple question. Are you doing mercy or not? Now we might justify ourselves like the young lawyer and say, well, what do you mean by you? Are you asking me as an individual whether I give money to homeless people who ask of it? Are you asking this church and all of our ministries, like, do we show mercy when homeless people come into worship or come to eat at the community meal? 
Or are you asking of our nation if we're doing mercy to your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore? The point is not to ask and answer this question. Not for myself, not for all of you, not for the nation. This is not a test that we pass or fail. I gave money to a homeless person, therefore I'm a good Christian. We hear this parable again this morning to remind us that God is forming and shaping us. The young lawyer knew this down to his bones. In responding to Jesus, he quotes the Torah verse in Deuteronomy that says, The Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, in order that you may live. This sharp and simple question is the instrument that circumcises our hearts. It is the instrument that marks us as God's own in the world. Are you doing mercy or not? By this, Jesus tells us, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So don't let this go around with the parable of the Good Shepherd serve as your triannual checkup with God. Don't leave this morning satisfied with the good news that if you saw someone dying on the side of the road, you'd stop to help. That you're the Good Samaritan, not the priest or the Levite. My prayer this morning is that all of us will leave this place with the question in our pocket and the willingness and the humility to let that question cut away at the fear that we build up around our heart when people need our mercy. When fear prevents you from helping a neighbor, ask yourself this sharp and simple question. Am I doing mercy or not? Amen.